Hello, fellow cinephiles. My name's Ben, and this is the Real Movies Podcast. So, no special guest this week, and uh, no Frankie. Wow, I'm not and, special. Well, special in a in a different way. I think. <laughs> I'm just a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, so this is just a, a good classic episode of The Real tonight. I felt like we haven't really done one true. in a long time, um, where it was just kind of us talking through news and stuff we've seen and maybe, you know, stuff we bought or I, things we're excited about. I uh, do have a movie-related question for you for the first time ever. Oh, go for it. So this news is potentially from last October, so October 17th. Okay. So about... Six months ago? Yeah. Give or take. Johnny Quest live action movie. Do you hear anything about it? Uh, Not around last October. I feel like there's been a, all kinds of Johnny Quest stuff. Like, I feel like Johnny Quest is always one of those things that's just stating in the background at yeah, any given time. It always pops back up. Either as a cartoon or as a live action. Uh, um, yeah, I, uh, a live action thing. Since this isn't my show, I won't shout out another podcast. Fine. But, uh, I've been listening to a cartoon review podcast, and they did the Johnny Quest, and they were talking about it. Apparently, it was supposed to star The Rock and Zac Efron. What? And they're like, <laughs> "Oh man, as if Baywatch wasn't bad enough." Yeah. Well, this one does have IMDb does list a Johnny Quest, uh, presumably live action film in development. No cast attached, but they do have Robert Rodriguez as director. Robert Rodriguez, known He's for known for, of course, uh, the Spy Kids movies, uh, Planet Terror, Once Upon a Time in Mexico, El Mariachi, uh, From Dust Till Dawn, Sin City, etc., etc. Now, see, that seems like a good choice. Yeah, The Rock and Zac Efron, not so much. I could see Zac Efron playing Johnny Quest. I don't know what The Rock mm. would do though. Play the it's voice of the dog. Old. Like, does the dog talk? I don't remember. No. no. I think The Rock was supposed to play, like, the bodyguard. Oh, really? Yeah, that looks exactly like Mike Pence. God, I haven't seen Johnny Quest, dude. <laughs> and I say that like it was, like, a thing for me. But Johnny Quest was on, like, when my dad was a kid, so. Like, it's true. Uh, but I've seen, like, a couple of episodes here and there. It's a um, good show. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Johnny Quest, uh, what's the other one that's coming back? Lost in Space, which I never really gave a hoot about. Yeah. But some of those Netflix, it's going to be a miniseries on Netflix pretty soon. I can't decide if that looks cool or not. I don't know. I, I It didn't really pique my interest totally, but yeah. just talking about old sci-fi things that are coming up again. Yeah, I never got into Lost in Space. Yeah. Uh, so with the IMDb movie news feed here, uh, first on the list, Rampage prepares to fight off A Quiet Place and Truth or Dare for its first weekend. Um, and, I, uh, Rampage, I actually got a chance to see Rampage, um, a little bit early. Was not a fan. I can't imagine anybody will be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. even for like, cause most of the time, like I've seen some pretty god awful movies with The Rock, but, <laughs> uh, most, like for the most part, like he's usually the best part of whatever he's in and, you know, yeah. whatever he's doing is better for you know him being involved and that was not the case with rampage with rampage yeah um 
Jeffrey Dean Morgan pretty much steals the show uh, in that one. As he should. He plays like a slight, like a PG-rated Negan, I would say. Um, and he, he's a lot of fun. And then the, but just nothing really. It's a, it's a movie based on an arcade game from like the 80s and 90s about a giant gorilla, a giant lizard, and a giant wolf that just literally all you do is like tear buildings down yep. in a city. Basically, what could go wrong? There's no, like, there's no plot to the game. Like, it's just, it's just rack up your high score while tearing buildings apart. And, um, you, the movie, like, they try, they do a couple of interesting things. It's surprisingly dark, I would say. Like, they do some kind of, uh, scary, action packed, sort of bloody things, kind of, you know, in the first and second acts. Um, but by the time they really get to like the big destruction scenes and all the stuff that you're there to see, and it's yeah, it completely loses me. Um, because I mean, there's no blue beam in the sky, but there's essentially like the King Kong equivalent of that. Like all the monsters climb the building to shut yeah. down. So that so that's like the plot of the latter, like the third act of the movie is the, uh, you know, the villains who basically created this serum that makes the mon- the the monsters the animals grow yeah and uh, kind of change genetically to the size that they are um they uh set off a signal off of like i think they're in like the sears tower in chicago <laughs> and so they this so they modify like the big giant spire at the top of the sears tower in chicago to be like an, a signal emanating beacon yeah and it draws the an- the three animals to chicago and so the last like 20 minutes is them tearing apart the city trying to find the signal Good. to shut it off and it's just i don't know and the rock's in there somehow <laughs> it's it's, and, and it's not a bad movie because he's not in it. it's just genuinely a bad movie yeah. like from top to bottom writing's terrible the action's terrible the plot is needlessly needlessly convoluted like they just kept trying to throw things at the wall and see what sticks and it just yeah <laughs> i was not a fan I'm um a massive fan of the game yeah Games a shitload of fun. I had no, no hopes for this movie. Yeah, I like. I would just rather play the game. <clears throat> yeah. In all honesty, um, and this movie, like, this is, I, I, I don't know. I kind of felt the same leaving this as I did Pacific Rim. It's just, you know, they both kind of are there to do the same thing. Yeah. You sh- you technically know what you're getting with both movies, but even with this one, I felt like you know. The rock, the rocks movies are usually, you know, big and ridiculous, like popcorn things, and they're satisfying in at least having a sense of fun. I didn't have fun with this. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I don't know. If, um. If you're the weird person out there that did like Rampage, um, get your pop in a box. There you go. Visit FranklyDunn.com/pop. Thanks. I forgot our own website. Is it ten percent? Um, that's some kind of discount on your first box. Get, get changed. <laughs> Frankly.com slash pop. Get a discount on of your some first sort. <laughs> yep. On your but first, uh, pop ra- in a box. Rampage pops are coming. Are they the really? Movie. Um, 8-bit from the video game just came out recently. Yeah. A three pack of the monsters. Oh, that's but awesome. Supposedly movie related ones are coming. Hmm. Are they going to do like a, any giant size ones? Especially I mean, for that's where, like, gorilla. you would hope, yeah. like, that they do, like, normal rock and then giant. For yeah, the, giant for the monsters. Yeah, but 
they're not really great at that stuff, so I'm sure yeah. you'll get all three monsters in six different forms. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I feel like the like the most the well one that makes the most sense is George the gorilla, who's just basically an albino gorilla. Yeah. But the other two are like the wolf is like the wolf is like a hybrid with a porcupine and like a flying like a flying squirrel or something because it's yeah. like the, it's a giant wolf with this nasty face and it has spines like a porcupine on it and it at one point it uses the it like whips its tail and like throws spikes yeah. at this helicopter and blows it up and then it, it reminds it me of glide the, like a, like a the one squirrel. monster on monster hunter yes it's like a bird wolf yeah well the um and then the the alligator which winds up crossing it looks like an alligator crossed with godzilla well it's like one of the <laughs> Like crossed with a turtle, crossed with like nice. You remember the like I don't know. There's a dinosaur. I'm sure it was in a Jurassic Park that was like. It's kind of shaped like a tank almost. It's got like a it's got uh like a thick armor on its back, and then its tail is shaped like a yes. double-ended club. Yes. Um, it's like mixed with all of those, and it's super weird looking. I feel like kind of the the weird frightening details on both of the the wolf and the alligator would be kind of. Tough to put on a, uh, a Funko Pop, so who knows? But yeah, franklydome.com slash pop. You get a discount on your yeah. first selection of pop in a box. Frankie's not here to do the. Yeah, it is super awkward because they finally made a uh, dick in a box pop. <laughs> what? Yeah. No, they didn't. Did they really? Yep. <laughs> I have to look into that. That's hilarious. Did they do both Timberlake and Sandberg? Yeah, it's a two pack. That's awesome. Now, our listeners can't see this. Um, but this, I feel like this is promising a better movie than what you got. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for, we might have to post this on Twitter, but this this is a picture of the Cloverfield poster for the first Cloverfield movie <laughs> with a, an iguana hugging, like a real iguana, not a cartoon iguana, like a real iguana about the size of the Statue of Liberty hugging the Statue of Liberty. There's a gorilla down in the corner below him, like with a. <laughs> is that a is that a horse mouth? I don't know. It's like a weird like smile is superimposed the gorilla's mouth, and then what looks like a giant like silhouette of a giant Pikachu or Crash Bandicoot or something in the background, <laughs> toppling like New York City. So, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm sure that would have been a much better movie than what I got. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I am trying to go see Truth or Dare, hopefully tonight, of this recording. Later. I'm not seeing it tonight, but I would like to see it. Yeah. Because for all us uh, Crown Club members. I know. Did you get there, that email, too? I was going to ask you about it. They're doing another four set. Uh, it's Truth or What is it? Truth or Dare. Yes. Uh, Breaking In. Breaking In, which I've never heard of. Either. Um, the first Purge, which I can only imagine is the Purge series. Yeah. And then. Halloween. Yeah, it doesn't say Halloween, but that's what I'm it's gathering from. It's the image from, from it's the picture yeah. of Jamie Curtis. Uh, yeah, so the first purge is, uh, and uh, and that's a news thing since we've been since we've been on. Like they released a full trailer for that, and it's a prequel. Nice. Uh, which I think is actually that's really what I've kind of been wanting to see. I think that could be really interesting if they do it right. Um, so moving on with the news feed here. Uh, the next thing is James McAvoy and Bill Hader are in talks to star in It Chapter 2. Nice. Um, I think Jessica Chastain was previously reported to 
be in talks, if not already cast uh, as Bev, I think. Um, so this could be interesting. I never like in watching that, in watching the, uh, the movie that came out last year, I, you know, you kind of think up who your dream cast would be. Yeah. Uh, for the, uh, the losers club as grownups. And I'm, I think pretty consistently it was like either Jessica Chastain or Amy Adams for most Amy people Adams playing, playing good. Bev. Um, I was in the Jessica Chastain camp and then everybody, you know, trying to think of who else would play like the other characters. You know who could play her is um and I ooh I had her name and lost it but um Amy Pond from Doctor Who and oh Karen uh Karen Gillan yeah yeah she could I don't know if she I don't know if she'd be right for the yeah. I think uh they're slightly older by the time oh. than her um not by much because I know Karen Gillan's like you know Karen Gillan's younger she's twenty. Late twenties, early thirties, I think. Um, and I think they're aiming for like early forties, for late thirties, early forties for the cast that they're going for here. Um, but I remember thinking like, uh, I think is it, I think Ben is the, like the chubby kid. Yes. Uh, I was thinking like David Denman or Greg Grunberg, maybe. David Denman played Roy on The Office and he's done some decent, uh, some decent dramatic work recently that it, that could be a good showcase. That for would him. be good. Uh, still a little hefty, but not. Yeah. Like you're not going to like a Kevin from the office. Right. Right. Um, and I think the guy that played him in the original TV movie was kind of like a David Denman type. Like he was, like he, he was, he was the type of guy that was like, you know, he was a husky guy, but he was like, like, I like that guy. Like, yeah. I would, you know, just the dude you like having around. Um, you know what they should have done sat on this first movie. Let the kids actually age to the age they need them <laughs> to. Make the second one like in 30 years. <laughs> like, yeah, like, and then release them. Yeah. Like back to back years. <laughs> um, boyhood it. I was thinking actually, whoever the lead kid was, I think Bill was the kid's name, the kid that had the yeah. stammer. Uh, I was thinking keep it in the Skarsgård family and use Alexander. Yeah. Uh, who was on True Blood. Um, I feel like those, like he and that kid look a lot alike, actually. Yeah. Um, and then, ah, gosh, I don't even remember the other kids. Yeah. Charlie Day, maybe I think I might have had a thought about the one, like, kid really? that was like run, the kid that broke his arm. No, probably not. I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I've never seen Charlie Day play straight. And it was hard for me to kind of think of who would play, uh, Finn Wolfhard's character, though. I feel like Stranger Things I kid. don't know the guy's name, but he he looks like a modern day Sean Hunter from Boy Meets World. Oh, I think so, I know who you're talking. Yeah, about. Like, yeah. I think he would like the Jewish kid. Yeah, yeah. Go with like uh, like I don't know if I buy that that's that kid, but then you're like, yeah. Well, if he went and like reinvented himself, mm-hmm. maybe. Um, I have a feeling that. When seeing the names, these names, James McAvoy, Bill Hader, and talks to play those roles. Um, the, oh, it does say in here, McAvoy, if a deal is made, McAvoy would play the role of the adult Bill Denbrough. So that's, yeah, who I've pictured Alexander Skarsgård, uh, playing. Um, I wonder if this says anything about who Bill Hader, cause uh, you were talking about this, the, uh, uh, is his name Mike? I know, I, I think Mike's another um, kid. Um, yeah, Mike's one of them. 
Uh, Hater will play the adult Richie Tozier, the jokester who grows up to be a DJ. Finn Wolfhard played the character of the first installment. Okay. Grows up to be a DJ. Interesting. Um, and this does say Ch- Hollywood Reporter. Jessica Chastain is already on board to play Beverly Marsh. Okay. Uh, interesting. Oh, Beverly. Yep. Well, that should be fun. I'm interested to see how. I know that the second half of it is not quite as good as the first, but yeah, inherently. But you know, we'll see. Well, I mean, when you don't have an under a Georgie, you can't hope for much. That's true. Um. Oh, and there's another thing. Just that was posted too. It chapter two is going to start shooting in Toronto this July. Oh, nice. Um. T.J. Miller federally charged with calling in a fake bomb threat. Somebody was talking about that this week. That guy really kind of fell off the. Yeah, that falling out with Silicon the Silicon Valley dudes, and then yeah, he got swept up in the Me Too stuff, and now he's calling bomb threats in. I think he's in Dead. He was in Ready Player One, and I think he's in Deadpool Two. But yeah, I don't know. Like I always found him hilarious for some reason. Yeah, <laughs> he he's really just he's kind of had. You gotta be careful. You're going downhill the past six months or so. Um, Orson Welles' daughter urges Netflix to reconsider the Cannes Film Festival ban and let her father's last film premiere. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, do you know the story with this? I do not. So Orson Welles, uh, you know, famous for Citizen Kane and the CBS War of the Worlds broadcast and everything. He's dead. Well, he's been dead for a while. Uh, but his last film, uh, was one that he never was able to complete. It was called The Other Side of the Wind. Hmm. Um, and like a couple of years ago, I think, who was it? Wes Anderson. Uh, it was like, it was like three, three or four filmmakers. I think two or three filmmakers got together and were like, we're going to salvage this thing and we're going to release it. I think it was like Wes Anderson, Noah Bombach and like, uh, Jake Paltrow or somebody like that. Maybe I don't remember. Um, and so, they were crowdfunding for some finishing funds. Uh, and now I think they've sold it to Netflix. And it looks like, um, they won't be able, I guess, you know, they wanted to premiere it at Khan, but I think Khan has been putting, has put a ban on Netflix, Netflix stuff this year. Hmm. Um, so. I don't know. I <laughs> this is this is kind of one of those uh, holy grails in the film world yeah. uh, right now, and so um, obviously wherever it goes, people are gonna flock. To people it. are gonna flock to it. Um, so who knows? It says it's about uh, this movie's called The Other Side of the Wind. It's the story of a legendary director named J.J. Jake Hannaford, who returns to Hollywood from years of semi-exile in Europe with plans to complete work on his innovative comeback movie, also titled The Other Side of the Wind. Um, And I believe Wells was to play the title role. And I think they, you know... I'm just going to be interested to see how they kind of, quote-unquote, finished this. Because it looks like there are several, like, recent living actors in this. And then, you know, there's also a lot of, you know old older you know black and white faces in here so i don't know 
Uh, it's going to be interesting, and hopefully we do get to see that sometime this year on a streaming service. Um, uh, what else we got? The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, Door Not Closed for Con Despite Legal Dispute. That's Terry Gilliam's passion project he's been working on for pretty much his entire career, I think. Uh, so hopefully that gets sorted. What else is in here? Ooh, the, I guess the Con Film Festival announced its entire lineup. Um, Under the Silver Lake, which I'm interested to see. Uh, Solo, a Star Wars story, is going to premiere out of competition <laughs> at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, Spike Spike Lee's next movie, Black KK Klansman. Uh, oh boy. I guess is premiering. So, um, I don't know. I've heard a thing or two about that. So I don't know. With a title like that, you're at least semi-curious, I think. Yeah. Um, ooh, Donnie Yen joins Disney's live-action Mulan. That's exciting. There we go. Donnie Yen played uh, the blind guy in Rogue One. Rogue One. Um, what else we got? Charlize Theron confirms development of Atomic Blonde sequel. Gross. John Krasinski reteamed with A Quiet Place producers for Life on Mars. I want him to do Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, you heard that, right? That yeah. he and Emily Blunt are down for Mr. And Mrs. the MCU reboot of the Fantastic Four. And I think everybody wants that, actually. Like, once they said it, they were like, well, that's casting I never yeah. knew I needed. Like, um, him as Reed Richards and Emily Blunt as Sue Storm. What was that? Um, I was hoping it'd be a article, but apparently Russo Brothers possibly confirmed MCU X-Men crossover. I believe it. I mean, that's the natural thing that's yeah, going to happen. Um, I was talking with somebody the other day about um, what uh, the state of the MCU might look like after Avengers 4. Yeah. Which is coming when next year? I think it's next year. Oh. Um, like, cause they're doing Infinity War and they yeah. didn't, so they didn't technically break it. I don't know. I don't, well, I don't know. Uh, cause originally it was supposed to be Avengers Infinity War part one and then part two released a year apart. Yeah. Um, but I think they've since scrapped that idea and had just made Avengers Infinity War, which is coming out next week. Next week. And then, um, uh, the then we have the as yet to be titled officially Avengers Four, which is I think coming out in 2019 because I'm almost certain they filmed them simultaneously. Um, and so you have to wonder after that comes out who is going to still be around. Yeah. And so I was speculating that obviously we're going to see Captain Marvel taking a central role. Yeah. In whatever the the next phase of the MCU is um, Ant-Man. I wonder about, um, I could kind of take or leave that, but I think, you know, that was, I, I hopefully they do, they do some setups for what in uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp coming out this yeah. year. So hopefully they'll, you know, we'll have a better sense of where those characters may stand in the future of the MCU. Um, Black Panther, I think, obviously, is going to have some sort of place in the new 
and uh, whatever's uh, on the horizon. Mm. I wouldn't be shocked if either Bucky or Sam takes up the Captain America mantle. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see which way they go with that. Because yeah. you could also, they've been really pushing um, Agent 13. They have, you're right. As yeah. Captain America as well. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people really are kind of wondering if possibly uh, Tony Stark and Shuri meet each other. Shuri was played by Letitia Wright, was Black Panther's younger sister. Yeah. Um, who developed all the technology in Wakanda and stuff. So people are wondering if Tony Stark and her kind of strike a sort of team, some sort of relationship, and his shorthand for her is like Riri. And so they're kind of like leaning into the, she could be Riri Williams and we could get Ironheart as the next. Yeah, like, true. So, um, who knows? Yeah. Um, I guess the, uh, the Russo brothers during an interview, somebody asked them what they thought about, uh, the X-Men and Fantastic Four joining the MCU. Yeah. And they were just like, well, we may or may not have already started writing a script for Secret Wars. <laughs> You're kidding. So, oh my god, like that's that. fantastic. And then they like quickly were like, Marvel didn't ask us to. We yeah. just started writing it. That's awesome. So, which that would be a pretty good way to bring them in. Yeah. Cuz you could not lose anything from the old universe but not have to explain why. Yeah. Well, nothing I'm, in their universe affected. I'm certain they've had all kinds of meetings talking about how they would fit some <clears throat> a lot of these yeah. characters into the continuity. A lot of people think that we'll see Fantastic Four before the X-Men. I, um, I would probably. Because Marvel I'd think are bringing too. them back as their own comic for the first time in years. Yeah. Ironically, Which is pretty exciting. after this deal went through. So. <laughs> um, uh, and then you wonder, too, like, if, you know, how much, if any, of of them become, like, TV properties. Yeah. Do you think they'll kind of stick with, you know, the major players will be... Uh, remain like theatrical, and then you'll get like X Force TV show, and like um, I don't know who else is out. There. I mean, yeah, who it'd be it would definitely be smart to use as much as I hate Agents of Shield, um, because of their tie-ins yeah. to the movies. But it'd be smart to use that kind of same method for the X Men, because yeah, I mean, you could have an X Men universe on its own. Mm-hmm. That as you t- we technically do now. I mean, yeah, Fox does. Yeah, the where. The events affect each other's universes, but yeah, I mean, they can. There's so many X-Men characters and so many different spinoffs and stuff. Mm-hmm. It could support its own legacy without yeah. even trying. Definitely, they just follow the damn comics. <laughs> you still have yet to be right. Is it you that has yet to be impressed yeah. by a? I mean, so the last couple I've gone into it with, like, this is going to be absolutely nothing like the comics. Uh-huh. Nothing's going to make sense. Just go in with that. So they've been a little bit more enjoyable, but yeah. it's just. There's just some things I can't forgive. Uh, and it looks like from the most recent Deadpool 2 trailers that they kind of folded the X-Force movie into Deadpool it's, 2. Yeah, so it's supposed to set up for the X-Force. Yeah. So that when X-Force comes, people aren't just like, wait, who, what? Okay. <laughs> Something okay. like that, yeah. I guess that makes sense. But I know that like the big one of the big selling points of the new trailer is the you know, we'll call ourselves the X Force, and it's like him and Domino and Cable and yeah. uh, uh, Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and I don't know if they grab anybody else from yeah, I doubt it X Men Mansion or whatever. Um, so 
Yeah, that's big. Um, speaking of X-Men, while I'm still thinking about it, somebody told me just yesterday that Scott Eastwood was either in talks or confirmed as the new Wolverine. Huh. Interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. What the guy and I don't know like. if that's true. Scott Eastwood looks like young Clint Eastwood because he's Clint Eastwood's oh. son. Um, I heard Chris Pratt was going to do it. <laughs> that would be something, wouldn't it? I mean, technically he could if it because Josh Brolin is doing Thanos and Cable. True, it's a little different. Yeah. Um, except that ruined like that announcement of Josh Brolin. I might have talked about it, talked about it on the show before, but that announcement of Josh Brolin being cast as Cable pissed me off so much because I was really? like. Well, obviously we know that Thanos is going to be, like, now the stakes are completely diminished from Infinity War because we know that, I mean, you could kind of see where all of these movies are going anyway, but, like, obviously Thanos is going to be out of the picture after, like, a movie, maybe two, um, depending on how Hmm. things end with Infinity War, but... This guy... I mean, Scott Eastwood looks, I, I just, he is such a wooden fucking actor. And I, I don't know. Say a wooden actor? Wooden actor. Like, he just has no, he's got no range. He plays the same dude in everything he does. Uh, just kind of the tough guy that occasionally takes shit from people. Yeah. As it's played for com- uh, comedic effect. I don't know. But the dude's like, oh, he's got the, he's kind of got the jawline and the, sideburns and I could, I mean I guess I could see it I just uh, he looks a lot like hard to picture anybody but Hugh Jackman so this is Wolverine's son in the all he looks universe. much more like that yeah yeah it's James Hudson Jr. from Earth 1610 yeah he looks a lot like him which could be an interesting way to do it because mm-hmm. they have been pushing him a ton in the comics lately really yeah because after the whole secret war so there's several different secret wars um. Yeah, I mean, I'd buy it, but yeah, like you were saying, it's hard after all these years with yeah. you, the Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the the whole Marvel universe, comic wise, is all jacked up. So characters it's that been jacked didn't up exist for, yeah. now do, or yeah. or used to be separate worlds or one world now and yeah. stuff. Um, but I think he like if they want to go PG, if Disney wants to go PG thirteen Wolverine, he's probably their guy. Yeah. Like, if that makes, if that's even I true, I don't even know. Like the guy might have been even pulling my leg. Um, Marvel, Marvel needs to talk to me, because um, I got a great idea for Wolverine to yeah. do in between the switch, and it's gay Wolverine. So instead of the normal like shink, he just goes scratchy scratchy. <laughs> that might play in this day and age. See, Who knows? You do that in between, and then people are like, it's the Green Lantern theory that, like, okay. yeah. no matter who they cast and what movie comes after the original Green Lantern movie that we got, people are going to be like, it wasn't as bad as that one. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Everybody would be like, X-Men Origins Wolverine is the greatest movie of all exactly. time. <laughs> uh, Did you see that special ending that led to absolutely nothing? God. Uh, Oh, I just saw one more thing that I wanted to mention in the newsfeed. It said Gong Lee and Jet Lee, I think, also are coming to the live action movie. Interesting. So, um, good, good to have Jet Lee back out there. Um, and Gong Lee is obviously super talented. So, um, yeah, we'll have to see where that goes. Um, 
What's next? Uh, Rampage. Talked about that. Seeing that. Yeah. Was not a fan. Um, I think I gave it two stars on Letterboxd. Ouch. Solely for Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I do um, feel bad for Jeffrey Dean because it seems like everything since The Walking Dead. Yeah. That's all I see is Negan now. That's you'll, I was just thinking about that too. I was like, I would now watch him in anything, and like I would, I would, like there are things that I would watch since I've watched him so regularly as Negan. I would watch like anything he does now just because he's in it. I kind of feel that way about Aaron Paul too. Yeah. Um, like since Breaking Bad, I've uh, obviously the path on Hulu. If you haven't seen it, is an amazing show. And then um, I just watched a movie that he was in called Come and Find Me. Yeah. With Annabelle Wallace. I think it's on Netflix. Um, written and directed by Zach Whedon, who I think is Joss's brother. Yeah. Um, it was, a, and it was, I mean, it was a good movie because of him, really. And I, Annabelle Wallace was all right in it. She was, that's actually probably the best thing I've seen her in. Um, and it was, you know, just kind of a, he, you know, he sort of wakes up one day and his girlfriend, played by Annabelle Wallace, goes, is gone. Yeah. Um, you know, after they kind of had, they had a romantic night before and then the next day she just takes off, uh, without, completely without a trace. Um, and so, you know, he goes around and tries to, you know, find her and, you know, files a police report, does all, you know, the things you normally see in movies like this. And then, you know, through a series of, you know, interactions and, you know, he kind of, you know, picks up some clues about you know her life and things uh and when you know that kind of sends him down a path that he didn't, doesn't quite expect so um it didn't it wasn't really terribly hurt. high rated but um i i kind of enjoyed it um what else what else have we been on lately since we've god I, we talked about hacked right i think that was those are probably the last ones we talked about uh most yeah. recently on the show this the new strangers movie um yeah, we haven't talked about Ready Player One except for the Real Shorts show I did with Barry. Yes. Um, so if you're interested to hear my thoughts on Ready Player One, go listen to um, the episode of the Real Shorts podcast, um, which you can find on iTunes or on FranklyDunn.com. Heard that. And we have about I think it was like a nice like 45 minute discussion or so. We got we we got into it, so um, that was fun. And uh, Ready Player One was a movie I actually really enjoyed. So. Uh, check that out and then, um, we can talk on social media about it. Um, I showed my parents The Shape of Water not long after the Oscars came out. Um, and I love watching movies with, you know, my mom's a fun yeah. movie watching person and she, uh, she dug it and kind of, you know, through some discussion we had there, uh, I kind of, you know, came away with a, a different perspective on, especially the ending and that even, that made me like it even more. So, um, that's I, Shape of Water, which is I have worth yet your time. to watch it. Um, I'm just like terrified that I'm gonna hate it. Like I know, well, it's, I know it's like low chances of that happening, but anyway. you might, you might not. I th- I feel like there's some there's stuff in it that's just ridiculous enough for you that you'd probably like it. Yeah, it depends on how you feel about Guillermo del Toro, too. Well, I decided not to get his pop. Okay, I would have gotten his pop. I love Guillermo del Toro. You still can. Franklin.com slash pop. <laughs> yep. Get some but, kind of uh, discount. I'm still considering the amphibian man and okay. Elisa, Elsa. Elsa. Mm, Elisa. I don't remember her name. It might be Elsa. Yeah. I that's, can click that's on where I'm like, find out what her name is. That's where I'm afraid to like watch the movie because I'm like. Eliza. 
Eliza. So they have so they have Funko Pops of. They're not out. They come in September, I believe. Um, September. Yeah. What? Yeah, I know. Yeah, so um, it's her with a broom, and then you've got Amphibian Man. He's like supposed to be like swimming. Yeah. Like on a stand. Yeah. That comes normal, and then a glow in the dark chase, and then there's one where he's holding a card. Okay. I'm like, I'm sure that has some significance in the movie. Guillermo del Toro is or Amphibian Man. Amphibian Man is, and then holding a card. Yeah. And then they're releasing so. Guillermo del Toro at the. He's uh, like holding a book or same something. time. Yeah. yeah, he's holding his book. Yeah. But while we're on the subject, rumored, J.J. Abrams, and Alfred Hitchcock are also getting pops. Really? Yep. I feel like I knew that. Why do I feel like I knew that? I don't know. I'm pumped for the. Uh, oh, I sent it. Did you? In the chat, I think you might have. Um. Um. I'm excited. Hitchcock's for the an interesting Hitchcock. choice. Yeah. yeah that'd um, be a cool. One. Is he gonna have like the? crow on his shoulder the bird the from the birds i hope so yeah that's usually like the trademark like when yeah there's a thing of like if there's a bust of him somewhere or a you know a figurine or anything he's usually got the yeah the bird from the birds on his shoulder um he's a real cool dude one of my favorite directors um what else unsane did you see unsane i did not oh man that was a good one yeah i've been i don't know what it is about me man i've been slacking on the movies this year yeah I'm glad you did mention Hacked, though, because I forgot to put the three movies that we watched for the guests yeah. on my list. Yeah. So that jumped me up to a whole 26 movies. There you go. But now I'm like, what other movies did I forget? <laughs> right. Because I just haven't been watching any, so I keep forgetting to log them. I'm at, like, and I had the unfair advantage of Sundance this year, so I'm, True, that but bumped me up like 20. But That's what I keep telling I'm people. Like, it's crazy, like... The end of February last year, mm-hmm. I was already at like 150. <laughs> yeah, you were killing everybody last year, and I I'm at 89 now. Um, because I just added Isle of Dogs, which I saw over the uh, the past weekend. How's that? It was also very good. I enjoyed it very much. We discussed it on an upcoming taco. Oh yeah. Time, um, about it. Yes, people are saying it's racist. So, I made in the, what way? I made the. I think it's they don't understand the nostalgia or honoring of like traditional movies mm. of that type. Um, so it's just coming off as racist to people who don't understand, you know, culture. Well, I don't know. But, I mean, maybe. <laughs> but as a uh, as a white American male from the middle class, I put my stamp of approval on it. Uh, I mean, make that, make that two of us. It's, I mean, the only way I could see it being racist is like, if there's some caricatures of yeah, certain people, but like, but all of the Japanese, uh, people are played by Japanese actors. There's no really? whitewashing in it. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's it's, all I can think of. Honestly, it's the generation. They just need to see it and find see like yeah. oh it's not really like, yeah not I mean bad. if me being a white straight male middle class American yeah, isn't enough for true. you I've seen a lot of Hanna Barbera so I think I know racist when I <laughs> yeah. see racist Hong Kong Fooey anyone <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so I love Do- I mean I love dog it's uh, I haven't seen enough of Wes Anderson's movies. I just watched the life of the life aquatic right before I saw nice. I saw this one. Um, 
Have not seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I guess would have been really the one to see since that one's also stop motion animation. I um, thoroughly enjoy that one. Yeah, so if you like, from what I've heard, if you like Fantastic Mr. Fox, this one is as good, if not better. Um, many, many are saying, at least from what I've heard, that this is one of his best. So that's why I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, there's so many good movies coming out this year. Yeah. And I've got Movie Pass. I just get there. I just don't go to the movies, man. Um, you got to see a quiet place. Did you see a quiet place? No, but Man. surprisingly, my wife, who doesn't like horror suspense movies, wants to see it. Yeah. So my, that one I might make it to. Yeah. Um, and I was gonna go. I I was gonna go on Sunday, and then my mom called me and was like, "I really want to see this Quiet Place movie." Nice, classic <laughs> mom. And I said, "Well, I was gonna go at you know such and such time on Sunday," and uh, so we went, and she loved it. Nice. And she it was. <laughs> It truly, like, and God love the people that came out on a Sunday afternoon and basically sold the theater out at Wilder. <laughs> this is Wilder, Kentucky, which is usually one of the worst offenders for, you know, movie-going yeah. blumpkins. Um, it was dead quiet the entire time. It was fantastic. I was so worried. Awesome. It was fantastic. You, I mean, but... Occasionally, you got some a couple of people sort of coughing and you know ruffling yeah. the either potato ch- or the nacho chips or the popcorn, but nobody was talking. I didn't notice any phones. Like nice. it was, it was amazing, um, and that only added to the experience. Yeah. Um. So I was very, very satisfied to see that uh, you know little rinky dink Wilder Kentucky people finally learned how to shut the hell up. Um, so hopefully, you know, uh, whenever you get around to seeing it and anybody who's listening, uh, I, that is my wish for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to find a well, compliant theater <laughs> to watch a quiet place in. In the middle of the afternoon with nobody else. Yeah. So. Or just do that. Just go at a time where you'll be the only one there and then it's perfect. Um, very scary. Like it's for PG 13, it is pretty scary. Um, this, and it's scary in the, well, the monster, the creature design is pretty great, but, um, the suspense is awesome. I haven't yeah. seen a, like a monster, sus- um, like a suspense. How do I say this? Um, a suspense driven monster movie like this in a long time, if ever. Yeah. Um, and the acting is obviously tremendous. You got Emily Blunt, who's one of the best out there and John Krasinski, who's always a crowd favorite. Um, and then the kids too are amazing. Um, I forget the young, uh, the actress who plays his, um, young preteen daughter, um, Millicent Simmons. Um, but I don't feel like people are talking her up enough because, um, she is a deaf actress and she plays, um, she's a, she plays a deaf character in the film. Yeah. Um, and, uh, she just breaks your heart at so many points and, um, and in a way, she, uh, um, her arc is interesting. And by the time it kind of reaches the, the climax for her, she sort of, you know, discovers this, uh, sort of way of handling things by the end that's like, wow, that was, that's kind of neat. Um, and it ends in a, in a way that is so 
unbelievably badass in a way that you don't quite expect. It's like, like the end, like this thing happens at the end and you're like, oh shit. And then it kind of just stops, but it stops in a place where you're, it just leaves you kind of hanging in suspense, wanting more, but you're like, that was the most satisfying thing I've yeah. ever seen. And so I was like, I kind of wanted more, but I was like, it needed to end right where it did. Um, God, I, I, I've thought, I've thought about that movie every day since I've seen it and I, I, I probably will see it again in the theater. More or and less then, than Mother. Well, <laughs> still, that's true. Still no, thinking well, about Mother. <laughs> yeah, still thinking about Mother. It's not, I mean, it's not that, you crazy. know, mind fucked. Like, yeah, it's not that crazy, but, um, it's, it's just very well executed for what it is. Um, and it's, and it's, it is scary. Um, and it's just a beautiful, a beautifully told story. It's a great concept. Yeah. Um, and so, I don't know. There's, there is one criticism I've heard about, uh, um, uh, one of the characters, uh, early, early on in the film. Um, and I'll kind of leave you to find that out for yourself and maybe you'll feel like, you know, the same way that other people have expressed, like, why would they do that if the world's the way it is? Um, I don't know. I, 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 it makes it, that, that criticism makes sense to me, but also the rest of the movie is just so damn great. It doesn't really yeah. matter. And, um, that, this part I'm talking about also it, later in the movie sort of lends itself to some, uh, really, uh, kind of crazy escalation of stakes. And that's, that's one thing that I really liked about it too is that, um, just the urgency, the sense of urgency and the stakes keep ratcheting up yeah. progressively as the film goes on. Um, and it's just, it's so, so satisfying and so, so good. Um, and it's not very long. That's another good thing too. It's only like 85 minutes by the time the credits Perfect. come around. So, uh, definitely, definitely worth your time and your money. Um, see it multiple times and then buy it when it comes out. I'm planning, I'm planning to do that. So, <laughs> Um, it's just one of those awesome horror films and I hope we get more of, uh, not more exactly like it, but I hope we get more solid horror this year and from all intents and purposes of things I've heard and seen, I think we're, we're in for another good year. So, um, we'll see how truth or dare goes. Yeah. We'll see how truth or dare goes. Not looking so hot right now, but, uh, it it looks like they saw it follows and was like, I want to make that movie. They saw it follows and they saw all of the final destination movies and they're like, (laughs) how can we mix these together? Um, I got a great idea. Yeah. So I will have seen it by the time this podcast goes up and, um, I likely will have put thoughts out on Twitter. I don't know. Um, I would likely have bought a ticket to see this by the time this podcast goes up. Cool. And not saw it. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, a couple of just, I talked about come and find me on Netflix. Um, two more, um, sort of streaming flicks I've seen recently. Uh, Veronica. You heard about that one? I have. I heard, uh, it was a complete masterpiece in marketing. Yes, I would probably agree with that. Um, not just traditional marketing, but word of mouth, I think specifically. And that was, uh, depended heavily on, you know, a lot of those fake Facebook posts you see that are like, uh, this is the movie that shocked Netflix or this is the movie so scary that nobody on Netflix could finish it. Like, Don't see it alone. Right. It's not scary. Like it's, uh, 
it, that, it's, it's a good movie. Like, that's the thing. That's the problem. It's a good movie. Um, and I never, I don't, I may have personally seen, like, you know, one thing at one point in time that were like, Veronica is being called the scariest movie ever on Netflix. And like, um, and I've had, I had people ask me about, you know, if I've seen it or, you know, what's so scary about it or, uh, you need to watch that, you need to watch it, whatever. So I finally did after putting it off for a while. And, yeah, I kind of understood some of the Conjuring comparisons and especially some of like the, the Ouija origin of evil comparisons. Um, but it's not, it's not that, it's not that bad. It's not that scary. Um, this, seriously, like even, even if you think you're a person that doesn't, you know, you find yourself getting too scared at scary movies and that the promise of that hype kind of scared you off, go check it out. It's, I, I, I don't think you'll be disappointed, but it's just, there's nothing in it that's so mind-numbingly scary that would warrant, you know, anything even close to shutting it off. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know, that's Veronica. It's in the Spanish language, uh, subtitles, and, um, the Spaniards know how to make good horror, so. Usually. Definitely check that out. I think the guy that did this one's name is Paco Plaza, and I think he was responsible for the Wreck series, the found footage series, that okay. a lot of people like, so, um. So that's cool. And then the only other one that I've seen, had time to watch up to this point, uh, um, was Andre the Giant, the documentary about Andre oh, the Giant man. that HBO just put out, I yeah. think. Um, it's, it's, it's good. It's interesting. Um, just to kind of learn more about, like, the only thing I, I really know him from is the Princess Bride. Um, I mean, I knew he was a wrestler for a, a long time, but, um, I didn't, I didn't see him for the first time or really know him until the Princess Bride and then found out more about him later. Um, but they're talking all about like, you know, his life and family life in France, his drinking problem. I didn't know he had like, um, you know, his, uh, back and forth he had with Hulk Hogan for a long time. Like, uh, really, really interesting stuff and just, uh, you know, a whole education on, you know, this literally larger than life figure. Um, and it's, you know, well-assembled, a lot of good interviews. They got uh, almost everybody from Princess Bride to talk about him. Really? Um, the only person I think they didn't get was Mandy Patinkin, who played uh, uh, Inigo Montoya. So yeah. Carrie Elwes is in it, Rob Reiner's in it, Robin Wright's in it, as busy as she is. Um, huh. And so, um, and then obviously you got, you know, your parade of sports journalists and, you know, some of his family members and stuff. Um, another cool thing I didn't realize he basically kind of retreated to a farm in like North Carolina for a while and just kind of lived with the, <laughs> lived on somebody's farm and just kind of hung out with them like for a while. And to Can you imagine get away one day Andre the Giant just shows up at your farm? No, I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> but that's the thing is he liked it because he liked that location. You you have to watch the documentary, but he liked that location because it reminded him of his place and his or home where he grew up in France. And then, um, you know, he could go, he could go into town and you know go grocery shopping go you know go to the bar whatever and not you know people wouldn't attack him people wouldn't attack him people wouldn't really give him a second glance he could just kind of be himself there which is pretty cool um so i think actually i might have fallen asleep during the end of that so i'll have to catch the last 20 or so minutes (laughs) i'm terrible (laughs) i'm a poor movie watcher um so uh yeah i guess that's all i've really seen recently since our uh most most recent update prior to this uh yeah. what about you is there anything um crazy you've, you've watched 
Let's see. Pitch Perfect 3. Um, oh, hate, yeah? Hate to say it, but sadly disappointed. Like, if it wasn't Anna Kendrick, I probably would have turned it off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I heard it wasn't very good. For that, uh, F the Prom, a little Netflix movie. Yeah. yeah. Haven't heard of it. It's a nice little background um, meant for people who would probably be going to the prom. Yeah. Um. After, after that was Black Panther. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the three movies that we did four episodes okay. on. But. Yeah, I've, I haven't been doing the movies too much. Did this we year. talk about Black Panther on the show? I have no idea, man. I'm on too many podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> It well, was, it was talked about at some point. If you haven't seen it by now, it's your own fault. So they all die. <laughs> all all metrics would indicate that you have seen it, so it's fine. Um, yeah, you saw that, right? It's like the third highest yeah. grossing movie in North American history, or something. Yeah, it's um, not a bad way to go. Behind for, uh, Titanic and Fort is it Titanic. No, it's uh, it's one of the Avengers. No, they beat Avengers. I think it's. Like Jurassic World and Force Awakens, or Avatar and huh. Force Awakens, I think. Yeah, that's what it is. Um, it's craziness. Um, so, what about what about Blu-rays? Have you have you bought anything? Um, bought Shape of Water. Have you? Have to oh, you did. It, Good. Um, and then Pitch Perfect Three. You bought Pitch Perfect Three. Yeah, and you were disappointed. Do you, do you have the uh, the Pitch Perfect Party Pack? No, you see that? it's like the three I, I do, Blu-rays in one. I do have all three though. Okay, so I guess sort of I do. Um, I watched well, part of part of Pitch Perfect one on yeah. TV the other night. The first one's pretty good. Yeah. The second one, you're like the second one's eh. We don't really care anymore, yeah. but okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, third one uh, should should have stopped. The second one I watched almost exclusively for, well, Anna Kendrick, but. Uh, John Michael Higgins and Elizabeth Banks as like the commentators are just the funniest yeah. thing of all time. So, uh, they were really great in the second one, I thought. Um, but yeah, I've, I, I don't even think I even remotely paid attention to the third. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I didn't, you know, pay any attention to it while it was out. So, um, what have you heard about this Cockblockers movie? I haven't seen it, but. Uh, I mean, I think it's going to be, if you like, you know, uh, knocked up and forty-year-old yeah. oh, version. You're saying it's good, but trailer looks so bad. The house, things like that. You yeah. know, um, yeah. I mean, I'd see it with people. Yeah, and go to be with the people, but that's probably one I would watch at home. Yeah, later. I mean, yeah, if it's on Netflix, I'm sure I'll I don't see think it at I'd some point. Really but... care to watch it even with Movie Pass. I don't think I want to <laughs> I mean, spend my time. Yeah. Um. I mean, John Cena said you can't see him, so. <laughs> I'm just trying to respect his wishes. Uh, I don't know why I just randomly thought of that. Just talking about movies we haven't paid attention to, I guess. Yeah. Um. So is that all you've picked up on Blu-ray? Is Pitch Perfect Three and uh, Shape of Water? That I can remember. Okay. At least recent. Yeah. Um. Anything else I didn't watch? So. Right. I just in this week in the mail, Amazon was having a bit of a sale. I got uh, the Sandlot 25th anniversary. Classics. It was like six ninety nine. How to get that for those? Yeah. Um. And then what was the other one I got this week? Um. Shout Factory came out with a collector's edition of The Strangers. I think Ooh. in like March. 
Nice. Like early March. And um, up to this point, it's been like almost 30 bucks everywhere. Yeah. Um, and they finally dropped their price to like fourteen ninety nine, and so I jumped on it because um, what was so collector about it? Well, it's a new, it's new transfers of both versions of the movie. They have the unrated and theatrical on it, and new two K transfers, I think, and then okay. um, a couple of new bonus features like interviews and uh, might be a new commentary on there. Yeah. Um, because the old Blu Ray is fine, but it doesn't have doesn't have a whole lot of uh features on it, and so they kind of doubled and tripled down on this one um and it's the movie that got me into horror when i was in you know eighth grade high school whenever i watched it for the first time great one um yeah and i uh i'm looking forward to pray at night coming out on blu-ray too because i really got a kick out of that yeah um because they play it it definitely leans a lot more into like the 80s slasher movie yeah appeal of that concept um and it doesn't really do a whole lot new per se, but it's just, it's a fun slasher movie. Yeah. Um, and they are allegedly, from what I saw, I think they're doing an unrated Blu-ray of that too. Cool. Um, so that should be neat. Um, Last Jedi obviously picked up. I did not. Um, I haven't watched it yet, the 4K. Uh, I got I bought the 4K disc because yeah. uh, the reviews were like this is the greatest like 4K disc out. A specific so. three pack Blu-ray of the one through three. Yeah, and they make it in um, four through six. Yeah, which I'll pick up at some point. Yeah, but I have them on laser disc, so I'm not in a huge rush to do that. <laughs> um, so then I'm assuming they're going to make the same matching three pack. Oh, I once guarantee. The yeah. ninth one comes out, so I'm just going to wait to get them then. I wonder if there will ever be a time where they stop making Star Wars movies and they just release like a $2,000 like Death Star <laughs> that's like this and it's got like 100 yes. discs in it with like all of the movies and yes, they will. And all that shit. Um, they will re-release the Christmas special just yes. for it. Well, there's rumors now that Solo is going to be the first Star Wars movie officially to bring the Christmas special oh, no. into canon. You heard about this? No. So for, apparently, I haven't watched the new trailer yet because I Solo is a movie that I'm not. I'm gonna see, but I'm not stoked yeah. about in any way, shape, or form. Um, and apparently, they came out with a new trailer this week that shows Chewbacca with presumably a female Wookiee. Interesting. And everybody knows in the Christmas special that he had a wife and yeah. child. Hmm. And so people are wondering, are they gonna bring yeah. the Christmas special into? Might as well. Into Solo in some way. Yeah, that would be know. nuts. That's, like some people like, I know a few people to bring it back to Pops. Yeah. That like, the Pops were released. Um, They started showing up this week. Places. Uh-huh. Like I know a few people who like have pre-ordered the entire set. Oh, and I'm God. like, you haven't even seen the movie yet. <laughs> like, and like, there's a Chewbacca, and it looks significantly younger than yeah. the other ones. Um, and he's got goggles on. And I'm like, yeah, if I see the movie and it's a funny scene, I'll get that right. one. But the only one I would even remotely want, if they did one, I assume they did, was would be Donald Glover. Is Lando? Lando. Yes, two different ones. Yeah, yeah, that's what Frankie said too. Right. He just wanted Lando. Um. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. When's that coming out? Memorial Day. Something like that, yeah. Okay. I know it's going solo. Yeah. 
So I need to watch. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see at least on some, on Twitter from what I've seen recently. Like there's been since last Jedi's come out on home media, there's been a lot of reappraisal. It looks like from people and a lot of folks are starting to find that's good things about it that they didn't catch at first. That's shifting their perspective for the better. Um, which I had a feeling would happen. Um, cause I, uh, it, it, it always seemed to me like a movie that would like some, it, it's a good movie, but some people, I, I understand why I wouldn't play for some people, but it also felt like a movie that would be thought of as arguably not, maybe not a masterpiece, but obviously, yeah. be, you know, reappraised and, you know, reassessed in the future and have its reputation, uh, you know, brought back up. So, um, and also, apparently, there's like an hour and a half long documentary on the bonus features that like premiered at South by Southwest. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to watching that. Apparently, that's like a it's really it's supposed to be really good. It's called like the Director and the Jedi or something like that. Um. So yeah, I think I don't know. I'm kind of cooling it on like other like day day and date Blu-ray releases for the time. Yeah. Because there's not a whole lot coming out right now that I'm like I have to buy today, you know? Um, and stuff that is, I'm like, well, it'll be on sale in a little while. So, cause I've got a stack of Blu-rays so large that I have not gotten to. I'm, I think you yeah. and I are in the same boat and I just keep adding to it. And I'm just like, well, by the time, realistically, by the time I'd get to around to watching that movie again, it would probably be on sale. So, um, like all the money in the world, I think came out this past Tuesday that's that movie with the J. Paul Getty movie with um, Kevin, that Christopher Plummer replaced Kevin Spacey in. Yeah. And there's a bonus feature on there about the reshoots that they had to do. So I'm very interested to see that. Um, and that's a great and It's a great movie. So I'm going to have to pick that up sometime down the road. Yeah. It's a great world we're living in. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, that was it. 8.36? Yep. Over the hour mark. I'm going to have to start charging you. Um, so, I guess this brings about the end of the episode here, Dan. Um, so, we want to give a special shout-out to our good friends Matt and Kate Romery of Craft House Cinema. They always shout us out on every episode that they do, and I Aww. feel bad that we don't return the favor. We're terrible friends. Um, but actually, I... Um, been cooking up an idea with Matt and Kate that leans a little bit more into the craft house it's true. Uh, aspect of things. So um, I'm glad I teased that because now that means we have to do it. So um, <laughs> that's how life works. That's how life works. So um, there's got to be accountability somewhere. So uh, so more on that to follow. Um, always remember to review, rate, and subscribe. To the Real Movies Podcast and The Real Shorts. Evidently, that's something that helps out little shows like ours uh, do things. It's true. Please, please, please do that for us. I mean, that would be cool. Um, we'll, you know, I don't know. We'll figure out a way to say thank you. Um, we'll read them on the podcast. We'll, we should read them on the podcast. Uh, somebody leave us a review, good or bad. We'll read it on the podcast. Um I feel like I'm forgetting something else. Hmm. Am I forgetting anything? I yeah. don't think so. Am I? Everything. I'm forgetting everything. 
just be a good person and we'll uh we'll have more on movies and and, and... good to yourself <laughs> be nice to you friends i'm alan bellman let's see uh best movie podcast I love this show. These guys are so entertaining. Ben is great, passionate host, and Dan and Frankie are so funny. Keep up the good work. And then... Oh, shorts don't have any reviews. In the wise words of someone important, do it for cinema. Sure.